0: Hey everyone, I just wanted to tell you about our new partnership with Scribble Script Studio. Scribble Script is an independently owned small business specializing in custom lettering designs. The artist behind it, Emma, is located in the Orlando area and frequently she can be found visiting the parks for inspiration. Some of my favorite stickers are her Happily Ever After Dumbo sticker and her Tower of Terror suitcase. So check her out on Instagram, make sure you let her know that Q2Q sent you and if you're looking for some fun stickers to put on your laptop or your favorite water bottle, make sure you check out her shop at Scribble Script Studio and use the code Q spelled just like the podcast at checkout for 15% off your order today. That's code Q, -Q Q-U-E-U-E spelled just like the podcast for 15% off your order at Scribble Script Studios. Everybody and welcome back to the QQ podcast. If you don't know us by now, my name is Becca.
1: My name is Ben.
0: And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news, theme park culture, and everything that has to do with theme parks or adjacent to theme parks
1: and everything in between.
0: That's right, buddy. This we're kind of unpredictable at this point. We just yeah, go I'll go say. go. You know, um, we just kind
1: of do whatever these days. That's right. <laughs>
0: um so the most the most important thing we have to talk about today though is uh ben how was your week
1: uh my week was was uh was pretty good actually um i got to hang out hang out with uh, my cat at my mom's house a little bit went over and visited her and uh just worked so that was uh it was good seems pretty low-key yeah, yeah yeah nothing too exciting
0: yeah i worked a Last week, um, I worked on some projects, and then um, I have this coming week off because it's uh, Thanksgiving, so. Word. Um, Yeah, I'm
1: excited for that. Super excited to uh, do my favorite tradition, which is eat.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'm glad that my family is small in the first place Mm -hmm. because we've only ever had eight people at Thanksgiving. And just in the last few years, we have seven due to, you know life mm-hmm. but we're still gonna do very very small little things here and there
1: yeah i think our thanksgiving is gonna be four people so not not nothing too hectic
0: yeah and we're splitting up like sides of the family too so like my dad's side and then my mom's side so oh wow yeah getting right. even smaller but hey man it's good um are you uh it's sunday night ready time to have party you drinking Drinking uh tonight?
1: yeah what did i drink I had an ale works i think it was ale works maybe not have been but it was a autumn ale and right now i'm currently drinking a, a truly with a, the little shot of stoli in it beautiful what kind of what kind of like beer was the ale works so it was uh it was an autumn it was like a apple cinnamon it was mm. labeled specifically for the pumpkin intolerant
0: <laughs> i love that it's just i just got ale works
1: don't quote me on that i gotta go check the brand i have one more um, right. but it was it was autumn ale, whatever it was. And we'll we'll fact check that. We'll put that on the next one. <laughs> or put that on the on the label of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Fact check. <laughs>
0: um I'm drinking a Karsten from Switchback Brewing. Um nice. it's just it's just a nice little I think it's a lager. Hold on. Lagered six weeks for the ultimate clean, crisp taste. It's unfiltered. Oh, wow. It's pretty good. Here, listen Great. listen to the
1: Oh, that was a beautiful sound. Yes. I am very excited because winter beers are thing now.
0: Do you like winter um, beers? I've, I'm, so I'm always be getting hesitant. I have a
1: very large pack of Sam Adams White Christmas, which is one of mm. my favorites. Um, my brother and I are probably going to get together and have a tasting of the Sam Adams winter beers to so do their winter lager, their cold snap, and uh, their White Christmas and see which Actually, one we like better.
0: Now that you've said that, I just like as you were saying all of these. So I was like, wait, no, I do like Sam Adams Winter Winter right? Beers. Those are pretty good ones.
1: And those are the only winter beers I've had, so I'm excited to try the rest of the winter beers that are out there.
0: That everybody has. Yes. So
1: bring them on. Let's go winter.
0: Let's go winter. Yeah, it's getting pretty chilly up here in New Hampshire. Oof, it's
1: freezing um, in my apartment.
0: Yeah. Oh, so I'm the draft. long
1: sleeves today and my Star Wars shirt.
0: I, I complain about this like every time before we start recording of like how cold it is in my apartment, but you know, it's, it's brisk. Um, but it has uh, a very
1: brisk apartment. With yes. The record show.
0: So today is interesting because we searched high and low, um, and we're in the middle of IAPA, which is the amusement park association, um, and Disney's. The board meetings are coming up. End of quarter things are happening, but because of that, there's not a lot of news. Because they're all busy doing other stuff, and also like they're struggling with money. Because you know, yeah. they haven't had a lot of business, so we only I feel have. Like we'll
1: have more news next week,
0: probably. But... Um, so we only have a couple things on on the news to talk about, and uh, the first thing we'll t- we'll talk about is sad. It's a uh, Universal is laying off a thousand one hundred and twenty three salaried employees in their creative division.
1: Man, that's not um, good news.
0: Yeah, and I'm thinking that that has to do with and that's universal studios specifically so that's Mm -hmm. in it's in the parks um so i'm thinking it has to do with like basically their creative division is their imagineering more or less yeah um so i think it just has to do with right now they don't they can't move forward on epic universe i'm sure many of them were hired specifically for epic universe
1: yeah that makes sense
0: so I don't know it's it's a rough time, so hopefully hopefully yeah. we get like we've said last week, we get that vaccine.
1: Yeah, and um, you know keep donating to those um, organizations that are helping out with those park workers that are no longer employed
0: mm-hmm, they appreciate
1: yeah it, and so do we.
0: Yeah, and then you want to talk about the next one? Because you found it, and I yeah. told you. I don't know if it's confirmed, and then it was confirmed. It so. was
1: confirmed. I was so happy. I was happy actually brought some news to the table. So park hopping is coming back to Walt Disney World starting on the first of the year in 2021. So finally, we have a bastion of hope after what was the crap show that was 2020. <laughs> and that's we will have park hopping again. Yeah. Also, prices are going to be going down. January 1st as well they're going back to oh really on. yeah I looked on Um, that was on straight from the Walt Disney World app oh, Um, they will be going I back down see it. so they were hyped up for 2020 and they'll be going back down 1st of January 2021 very good yeah
0: that's exciting I know, so, you it's, know if it's... you're willing
1: to quarantine in two weeks and be safe go down to Florida then uh, definitely do that but if you're not then don't <laughs> go do it <laughs>
0: Just be safe. We've said it a million times. We've it's,
1: said it before. Be, be safe. safe. Just, um, you know, wash your hands. Don't cough on people. It's pretty straightforward stuff. That's right. <laughs> You'd like to think.
0: Um, uh, and finally on the news, there is no update to the evil Knievel case.
1: Gosh darn Duke Kaboom.
0: Very important. I did we even talk know. about that last week?
1: I don't think we did. That's, last but, week
0: was interesting. Oh, thank yeah. you to Melissa for being on last week's episode. It was dope yeah great she i had a really good time i was i loved listening to it to edit it back because i was like melissa ha- loves bush gardens as much as i love universal <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like i was i was listening and i was like wow she like i know that you guys were like looking at maps for reference and things like that but mm-hmm. like even without looking at the map i knew that melissa knew what she where she was going with in right. her brain
1: and it's with, funny because i don't think she's ever flushed it out like that before but talking about it she was like um she knew all the concepts but it just kind of clicked into place it was great so yeah we had a good time on that so if you guys want to see melissa back on the show we'll probably have a couple more segments coming in for our uh, patreon so be sure to drop by there that's q2q by patreon.com slash q2q mm-hmm. just like the podcast and we please do loads of bonus content there for you so check that out yeah. Anyway, let's get to the topic.
0: Let's do it. So, in the spirit of this week, like we said, it is coming up on Thanksgiving. We decided to branch out a little bit from the theme park mold. And it's funny because we always like tease in our intro of like, we're like, we talk about all things and then we don't talk about the thing we said we are gonna think talk about. So that's why we <laughs> threw in that little thing like a couple weeks ago, is we talk about movies because yep. we are talking about uh return to Oz. But um this week we're talking about the history and the the creation of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade which is, you know, one Yay. of the most widely loved Thanksgiving traditions. Um and I did a lot of research for we found stuff on history.com, NBC, Wikipedia, People Magazine, New York Tourist and the Macy's site themselves. Um so this year we'll we'll talk about it in a little bit, but this year is a little different due to the the pandemic um it's not an in-person spectacle but don't be don't be alarmed you will still be able to experience a macy's day parade on your television if you are not if you are into that because that's definitely a thing that my family has done every single year um ben Ben, you mentioned you've never actually seen it
1: yeah we didn't do the thanksgiving day parade um so we kind of got rid of anything to do with television in my house when I was growing up. So I mean, like we had like DVDs and VHS, we had no channels.
0: You Um, didn't have Cape, like, like any form of TV, like
1: literally none. Like you didn't Uh, like,
0: did, did your parents watch the news? Cause it was like, no,
1: I mean, by the time we got rid of it, the internet was coming around to that. So anything we needed would be on there. We uh, were avid users of yahoo.com. So (laughs) news was on the front page. Um, and I, we still used we still had newspapers you know like we, we knew it was up um but other than that we were one of the earliest subscribers to netflix back when they had, were dvd only um we had netflix so, in
0: like 2002 yeah
1: yeah so we were we were early netflix subscribers so that's kind of how we got our tv for a while and then yeah it just everything switched to streaming so we were ahead of the curve
0: it's just so weird to me that you didn't even like have, like, cause, like Mike talks about how, like, he jokes about my privileged cable life because we had cable and he didn't have cable. He only had like network TV. We so, had cable
1: for the first probably until I was like ten. We had cable, and then my parents were like, "I don't want to pay for it anymore. It's expensive." And we didn't. <laughs> that was it. And then I learned how to illicitly find things online.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I wanted
1: to watch a show.
0: I mean, the my parents when I when I decided to move out, they were like, "Oh, well, you'll have to figure out how much like cable and internet." And I was like, "We're not getting cable." <laughs> I was like, Who "We're gonna get cable. internet, and we're gonna use all of the things." And my parents don't even have cable anymore. They have they have YouTube TV, but even yeah, that it, is like seventy dollars, and you can put it on five five different networks, which is nice because mm-hmm. like theoretically, I could mooch off my parents to get. And them.
1: it's so funny how back when we got rid of it, we would get people would look at us like we had two heads like you don't have cable what do you do and just a few years later nobody has cable everybody is using netflix hulu amazon prime and youtube tv that kind of thing and it's just so funny looking back at it that we were like the outsiders on that (laughs) yeah so
0: but uh it's, it's this year you should um you should see find a stream
1: I, brain, I will i definitely will. i can't talk about it and then not see it
0: it's it's <laughs> it's a lovely lovely time i'm sure heather's watched it
1: oh i'm sure uh, um. and to be honest i've probably seen snippets or i've probably watched it far in the past and i just don't remember it but it's just like it's not a tradition in my house so it would be it. interesting yeah and the so
0: let's just get into it. Let's talk about yeah, some history. So in 1924, Macy's opened their largest, largest store, which was actually an expansion of their flagship store. It was over 1 million square feet in space. Can you imagine? Like, I mean, it's there. It's still there. Yeah. On 34th Street, but it's just like a million square feet. That's ridiculous. In um,
1: 1924. No, in 1924.
0: That's, that's insane. <laughs> so bad. Uh, with the store's success, employees wanted to celebrate and also promote the ever-growing commercial holiday apparel of department stores. Um, most Macy's employees were actually immigrants from Europe and wanted to celebrate the Christmas season in a similar fashion to the, those in their home countries. So they got together and decided to take to the streets and parade past their flagship, now expanded to the entire block, Macy's department store.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the first Macy's Day parade was on november 27th 1924 it's the second oldest thanksgiving day parade following philadelphia's thanksgiving day parade Um, (laughs) during the parade employees marched on herald square in bright elaborate costumes there are marching bands parade floats and even animals from the central park zoo instead of the iconic end of the parade float santa sat atop a throne on top of the balcony of this huge store Mm
0: mm-hmm um the and ben since you're new to the the whole macy's day parade thing um and it i did say macy's day parade and it probably threw you for a loop because originally it was called the macy's day parade it was just this big thing um but santa always ends the parade in in the iconic now 21st century parade but he didn't always ah uh, yes um the original parade only stretched about two blocks making it Very easy to watch in just a a few short minutes. The floats for the first parade matched the Macy's window displays theme, which was nursery rhymes. There was a float based on Old Mother Goose, the old woman who lived in a shoe, Little Miss Muffet, and Little Red Riding Hood. It would fit in very well at Storyland.
1: Ah, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. I love (laughs) Storyland. As you can tell.
0: I keep seeing ads for Storyland
1: well clearly you need a season pass so we can go all of 2021
0: let's have maybe i guess i do anyway honestly
1: it was great this year six times in a row on the bamboo shoots Fantastic. how could
0: you ask for more
1: literally i couldn't ask for anything else it's the best day ever It was the only theme park i got no it wasn't so I mean, we went I got to santa's village. village but like it was most of the theme park i got this year was storyland true
0: Although we did do humbug five times. Oh my god.
1: Excellent. And I, I wish I wish Storyland still had a dark ride. That is my one big wish about Storyland. And we could talk about Voyage to the Moon, but I think we did. So
0: let's do a whole episode on it. Anyway, yeah. the parade started at 9 a.m. and it was selected to overlap between um the, the time that church happened and the Syracuse versus Columbia football game. So basically the idea was that the church goers would get out of church to then watch the end of the parade. And then it would leave enough time that the parade goers and the people who are participating would get out in time to, to watch or listen to, or whatever, however you enjoyed your football games, uh, watch Columbia versus Syracuse.
1: True balance.
0: Which apparently is every <laughs> single year is Columbia versus Syracuse. Is on, it really? On Thanksgiving. Yep.
1: That's awesome. Um, before the parade, there were just advertisements within the store stating the event would take place with an audience of about 250,000 people. The parade was determined a success and Macy's announced it would be annual despite hardly any media coverage at all, except for two lines in the paper. That's crazy. Right?
0: 200- two I mean, like, but like it's, it is new york city it's literally time like like downtown manhattan but like two hundred fifty thousand people showed up to this parade that had never happened before and had no media coverage like what yeah it's insane what i don't understand
1: yeah um so through the 1930s the parade continued to grow with over a million people taking to the streets each year um that's a little bit (laughs) like exponential growth right there uh (laughs) In 1934, the first Mickey Mouse parade balloon entered the circuit. The parade broadcast on the radio starting in 1934 and would continue this way until 1941, when World War II halted the happenings of the parade. Uh, The rubber and helium needed for the parade balloons was deemed too important for the war effort, so the parade was put on hold through the remainder of World War II. Mm -hmm. And I feel like most things like that were put on hold through world war ii almost everything was
0: paused for world war ii it was kind of it was a big deal
1: it was a big deal
0: um anyway in 1945 the parade was back though after world war ii and it became a national phenomenon after its appearance in the 1947 film miracle on 34th street where it is featured heavily as the uh, as one of the first sightings of mr kringle which of course is the real Santa Claus, as you know. You've probably seen that. Have you seen that movie? Oh, I have, yeah. I've actually never seen Miracle on 34th Street, but now really? you, you know you have seen some of the parade because it's yeah. in Miracle on 34th Street. Um, in 1948, just after Miracle happened, the parade was broadcast on network television with both NBC and CBS hosting showings of it. And in 1953, NBC became the official sponsor for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and has been televising it nationally ever since.
1: Wow. Um, the idea of a store-sponsored Christmas parade was not an original idea from Macy's. As mentioned before, Gimbel's held a Thanksgiving Christmas parade in Philadelphia, which started in 1920. J.L. Hudson's also had the idea of starting a Thanksgiving Day parade in 1924. Now the parade has about 3 million visitors annually, and even more, watching at home has become a Thanksgiving Day tradition for many families. Okay, like so, Erica.
0: like me. Uh, so I actually looked it up. It's expected that 44 million people tune into the macy's thanksgiving day parade annually
1: that's insane 44
0: million people also um fun fact about like nbc versus cbs is they they both started broadcasting it and nbc ended up getting the official sponsorship so cbs was like okay but they still do it cbs does still broadcast it and originally the parade route went in front of the cbs studios and like years down the line NBC was like let's just uh move that a little bit so they what well, have CBS? So CBS still does broadcast it but it's like a little bit a little bit harder.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and like in the the ruling for like why they are allowed to still broadcast it like why CBS can do it is because it's technically an event that takes place in public. Right. Like there's they can't stop them from doing it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, I feel like any news station should be able to broadcast it because it's so yeah. giant.
0: It's just that NBC like specifically has They'll partnership
1: sure. with them. Yeah. Yeah. Look what I found.
0: You found Miko. Kitty. She's getting so big. Oh, she's big. <laughs> she's so big.
1: I Maybe mean, I from in the so size long. of her paws that she was gonna be large, but
0: I know. I haven't seen her in forever.
1: Yeah, she's uh she's a little tired right now. She's sleeping. <laughs> I picked her up and bothered her.
0: She was like, why did you do this,
1: father? She's Uh, like, I spent all my energy climbing on your new bureaus. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so.
0: Let's get into talking about the most important part of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is the balloons.
1: Ah, yes, of course.
0: So when the parade first started in 1924, it featured no balloons at all. In Hmm. fact, the iconic giant balloons only came around 1928 when they realized that the zoo animals on loan from central park zoo often appeared to be having a miserable time
1: huh what a funk
0: they would occasionally be snarling and scaring children so in <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> oh my god
0: imagine being a child and you're it just looking at four a lion years
1: to realize that
0: <laughs> imagine just like a lion being like i fucking hate my life dude
1: like kid i'm going to eat you if you get closer don't yeah. do it
0: so, in 1928, they decided to ditch the live ones for blow-up ones. Most were based on the same type of animals that they would see at the zoo, but Felix the Cat made his giant balloon debut in that first year. These balloons were made by Goodyear Tire and Rubber. Nice. hmm
1: Yeah. Um, the first year the balloons were implemented, there was no plan or procedure on how to actually deflate the balloons. So glad you're reading
0: oh. this for the first time as you're reading <laughs> it.
1: This is hilarious. This spawned the Macy's balloon race in which the balloons were simply released. Each of them had an address attached to them. And if you were the lucky contestant, the balloon uh, chose to land on you. Wait, I'm sorry. I gotta repeat that again. Each of them had an address attached to them. And if you were the lucky contestant that the balloon chose to land on you, you would get $100, which was about $1,500 today when adjusting for inflation. Uh, The game was eliminated in 1932 when a pilot attempted to wrangle the balloon on his airplane and almost died trying. (laughs) That's a lot of money, so... uh, (laughs) $1,500? Yeah. That's
0: That's so much. But (laughs) Miko's just petting your face.
1: She's, She's looking at me. She's like, Dad, you're holding me and you're not even paying attention to me.
0: Um... But I just love the idea of just like there wasn't a plan. They just they just let them go.
1: I mean, like that's to be true with so many things, though.
0: Yeah. Like, and let's
1: build this giant thing, and we have absolutely no idea how to get rid of it.
0: Yeah. Now they get inflated for the show, and then immediately after the the parade is done, they get deflated and folded up and put away. But
1: there you go. They're
0: also made of different materials. Um, for a long time, the assembly of the pluried balloons was what people called the best-kept secret in New York. They would blow, they would blow up the balloons very early in the morning, and then march them down the parade route. After a while, Macy's decided to make this a spectator sport, so they invited uh, onlookers to observe the balloons inflation the night before the event. And like, I was just talking to my friend's mom, and she she was from New York, so she was like, a big New York thing to do was to watch the balloons get inflated awesome. the night before so like this is the tradition that's been going on for so long
1: sorry which one are we at uh d d okay i got okay, i don't have to scroll down yet. um the balloons are typically carried by 90 participants tethering them together uh to the ground tethering them they really they tether them to the ground
0: no the people like the human beings are the oh, part okay, that so is keeping them, them on to the, ground. the people
1: and the people Who are, are on the, on the ground. ground yes great so <laughs> she's petting me again
0: She's doing great. <laughs> sorry about these Migo interruptions. I'm not cutting them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe we'll add that video in.
0: <laughs> Patreon content. Patreon.com. She's so
1: funny. She's being out of her anyway. Um, so the balloons are typically... Oh, big stretch. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, look at this. Look at this shit. So cute. So cute. We love cats her, face is, her head is like 90 degrees backwards so the balloons are typically carried by 90 participants um tethering them and they're on the ground they're <laughs> the also the tethered to
0: be to be clear <laughs>
1: the people are on the ground they are not flying through the air uh they are also tethered to 2800 pound vehicles no two no, 800, 800 pound
0: vehicles yeah
1: i can't read
0: no i wrote that poorly so, uh, that's my fault
1: <laughs> we all know that if you listen out out scratch, scratchy scratchy um If you listen to our Audible ad, you know that I for sure cannot read. Uh, So they are tethered to two 800-pound vehicles to really ensure the safety of the balloon. Each participant must be at least 120 pounds and in good health, which means Becca cannot hold a balloon down. Must be nice. I could count for two people holding a balloon down probably at this point after quarantine.
0: Well, uh, on that note, let's talk about some fun facts about the balloons. Fun facts. Fun facts about the balloons. The dragon in 1929 is the longest balloon ever.
1: Eddie Cantor in 1934 is the only full-size balloon based on a real person.
0: Humpty Dumpty was the 100th balloon in the parade's history in 1986.
1: Sonic the Hedgehog became the first video game character as a balloon in 1993.
0: Cheezosaurus Rex, the Kraft Mac and Cheese dinosaur, was the first parade balloon with lighting effects in 2001. Do you remember Cheezosaurus Rex?
1: like the the character yes of course i
0: i i read the name and i had like a. you don't th-
1: remember Jesus no Soros i d- rex? i do
0: remember no that's what i'm saying is i was like thrust into my childhood when i read oh, the okay. name jesusaurus rex
1: <laughs> yeah i remember all the commercials
0: <laughs> anyway
1: awful anyway um little bill was the first african-american character to appear on the balloon in form in 2002 really it took them that long come
0: on well uh to make you even more mad dora the explorer was the first latina character to appear in a balloon in 2005. (laughs) yeah um (laughs) also to finish up the the balloon conversation um it, it takes longer than you think to design a balloon it takes over a year so that means like they currently are starting to design next year's balloons
1: that's insane
0: yeah. So like, and like, it could be longer. Who, who even knows? So uh, the, I guess it
1: makes sense though. Cause they're friggin' huge.
0: They're huge. So basically the whole process, it, it kind of goes some like briefly something like designing it on paper, making a scale model from clay to, to really look at them. Mm-hmm. Um, then they are redesigned from there. Once they like the, the, the design, they will cut the fabric, they will air test it. They will readjust it for how it worked the first time and if it worked and they, they fly it they probably test it like a lot there's it's tested a, a bunch of times before it's actually ready for flight which is crazy crazy
1: yeah all right
0: so a key part about the macy's thanksgiving day parade is um the performances so there's there's all of Variety of performances from celebrities, Broadway shows, high school and college marching bands, the Rockettes of Radio City Musical Hall, and the National Cheerleaders Association. Um, the Rockettes and the cheerleaders appear every year; like it's a, it's it's a thing that happens wow. each year. And a lot of times, the Broadway performances are shows that like debuted this like the year of the show, like the parade. So like, yeah, it theoretically would have been the, the Tony Awards not the tony award winners but the tony like nominees and the, the mm. popular shows that are still running that came out in the year um yeah, but,
1: yeah i remember seeing a clip of uh in the heights performing
0: yes that was yep. one of one of my favorite performances i really liked the Hades Town one last year oh really great yeah. um but this year it is the four that have been released so far and i think that's going to just be the four of them are um hamilton is reprising uh a performance awesome. um Mean Girls is doing one this year, Jagged Little Pill, and Grr. Who else? Crap, there's one more. Mm.
1: Uh, you put it in here somewhere. I can't remember where, though.
0: I don't think I did.
1: I remember seeing Jagged Little Pill somewhere.
0: Um, I meant... could be
1: 100% wrong, but I ain't too you know, proud. It's...
0: I did write it in here. It's later. Aha. But it's uh, Hamilton, 18 Proud, Mean Girls, and Jagged Little Pill. Which Nice. Um, I am excited to see Jagged Little Pill because <laughs> I really, really like that show. So, um, And that show for New England locals, actually, before it went to Broadway, it was at the American Repertory Theater in Boston.
1: Nice. Well, I will definitely have to tune into that. Yeah.
0: Um, and the performances are... Uh, before the parade actually starts so they they do all the performances and then they close out with the Rockettes Um, and all of those performances happen outside of the flagship store on the 34th street and the performers usually are lip-syncing because or like performing to a track because it's just really hard to tell with the conditions outside Um, that
1: makes a lot of sense
0: plus they're moving
1: Mm -hmm. a lot
0: um so uh oh also performers perform on floats often um and usually those are the ones that are lip-syncing because they're like they they use the macy's microphones and there's little props because they're literally on a float so right
1: and you're going through the entire down the entire road and it's
0: right and if there's if there's three million people that watch that like you want to talk about cell phone Interference, like,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: I believe, um, often the Broadway performances are live. Often,
1: mm-hmm. um, and that and makes I, sense if they're on the float, then I understand. Yeah, why. I often play the
0: game of is this live or not? It's a fun thing that my mom and I do. There's been, <laughs> I don't remember, great. there was one that specifically made a point that they weren't lip syncing last year. Like, there was a whole thing about, like, I will not be lip syncing in the parade that, that that will be live, but I don't remember who it was. Huh. Um, but yeah, there's at least usually at least one live performance per parade, and it's I okay. believe usually the the Broadway kiddos.
1: That makes I say kiddos; they're, they're
0: our age at this point. Most they're people probably, on Broadway are yeah. our age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are.
1: Oh boy. Yeah, so more than forty-four million people watch the parade every year.
0: As we said, yes,
1: we did <laughs> say that. Uh, it was first televised locally in 1939 in New York City as an experimental broadcast. Uh, CBS was the first network to broadcast the parade in 1940 and 41 then resuming it after the war in 1945 but after 53 NBC was the official broadcaster of the parade which we already talked about as well
0: since 2003 the parade had has been simultaneously broadcast in Spanish um, on NBC Universal's Telemundo which is very amazing like they have Mm -hmm. another broadcaster who does the whole thing live and does the same segments and everything which is great um originally the broadcast of the parade was one hour total but now they are up to three hours of coverage because the parade is just so damn long yeah (laughs) um and a fun thing that i never think about because i live in the 21st century is the first color broadcast was in 1960 so originally the parade was in black and white
1: which Mm -hmm.
0: i don't remember was a thing um,
1: i never saw it
0: <laughs> and it, i my my family used to have one black and white tv up at the lake house because oh, it was like really i think it's still there it just doesn't we'd have never hooked it up maybe maybe i'll have to bring it over ben and we'll watch yeah. some black and white t- cable
1: <laughs> let's watch the maces day parade on it to simulate being in oh 1959. my god 59
0: <laughs> we'll record it and then put it through because you It'd know be great thanksgiving um it is broadcast live Eastern Standard Time, because that is where it takes place. It takes place mm-hmm. in New York um, from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., and then it follows with posting a pre-recorded parade at the designated 9 to 10 time zones across the country. So unlike any other national broadcast, like like a Super Bowl or mm-hmm. or the Grammys or whatever, it is only from 9 to 12 in every single. Time that's zone. pretty awesome and like i'm sure and actually i know this for a fact you can see the parade in other time zones earlier if you want to it's just that their national broadcast is scheduled from 9 to 12 and i have <laughs> i wrote that i have a story about this because last year i was in los angeles on thanksgiving and i knew that the parade was from 9 to 12 so i was thinking it was like every other national broadcast and i was like i have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning So I can watch the Thanksgiving day. So I did. I got my ass up at 6am and we didn't even like we were going to have breakfast and like spend the day with Mike's grandparents. And I got my ass up at 6am and the NBC one was not live on the West coast. Cause as I mentioned, they don't do it. They don't Posted on the West Coast, so I had to watch. I yep. watched the CBS coverage <laughs> of the parade, which still had like a couple different performances. But I knew it wasn't the real broadcast because it was like pre-recorded mm-hmm. things. So I was like, okay, whatever. And then I Mike called his grandmother so we could go visit and like hang out with them. And she was like, oh, good, I'm gonna watch the parade. And I was like, can't wait. So I watched the parade like four <laughs> times throughout all of all of Thanksgiving Day because we awesome because the way that NBC does the broadcast is they'll do the parade and then they do the national dog show, which was also a tradition in my yeah. household. It was like the the parade happened and then my dad and my grandfather watched the football and then my grandmother and I went into the other room and watched the national dog show. It was very important mm-hmm, um, to the course. point where like, I'll still watch the national dog show this year, <laughs> even though uh, my grandmother is no longer with us. But very important tradition. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
1: Um, I mean, those traditions don't just stop.
0: Right. Um, and now NBC has their Today Show hosts as the MCs of the event, but past hosts have included Lauren Green, Betty White, David Hartman, and Karen Grassle. Which I only know one of those names because I am very young and, and naive. But hey, is one of those names not the greatest person
1: on this earth? Oh, absolutely.
0: Um. <laughs> this this next section i was like that's actually surprising that this is the only incidents that have ever happened we're going to talk about safety measures and incidents that happened at the parade
1: oh boy this is going to be fun (laughs)
0: would you like to start with the first one there ben
1: actually gonna let you because i don't know what the actual context for it was
0: they specifically wanted to control some wind um because they're really big balloons so the law states that if the winds if there are sustained winds of over 20 knots, which is 23 miles per hour um, or gusts of over 30 knots. So like one big blow of over 30 knots, which is 35 miles per hour, then balloons have to be grounded. Um, The only time this has ever happened was in 1971 though. Just last year, it was, they almost had to ground the balloons. Like I remember like, I remember sitting there, like the day before, and like seeing all the the like newscasts being like, I don't know, it's pretty windy tomorrow. I don't know, because the the problem with New York and like bigger cities is that the taller buildings increase yeah. like this like wind.
1: You make wind tunnels for sure. So uh. so
0: the solution though, when it's maybe a little gustier than normal, is that they like some of the balloons are made to be like straight up, and they'll just like tilt them horizontally, so they're like laying closer to the ground so that they don't they can't like fall over as easy yeah um but yeah if if the balloons are grounded though fear not the the floats will still go on much like my heart (laughs) um so 2018 was the coldest parade to date which was 19 degrees fahrenheit and 1933 (laughs) was the warmest at 69 degrees um Which, like, sometimes I feel like we've had, like, warmer Thanksgiving, so that's actually pretty shocking that it's only 69 degrees. But, you know, weather. Yeah,
1: not sure. Yeah, so um, injuries, injuries have happened at this parade. That's right. Um, So in 1995, the Sonic the Hedgehog balloon was blown into a lamppost, breaking it and injuring one child and an off-duty police officer. Um, 1995.
0: Yeah. it's also just like wild that like shit happens, but like, dude, <laughs> I feel like yeah. you should be able to like plan better, but
1: that's honestly, and is this in the same year, 1995 or yeah. Okay. Wow. So two injuries in one year, um, a cat in the hat balloon hit a lamppost. Apparently lampposts are the problem. <laughs> Not the
0: balloons, balloons the lamppost.
1: Pretty... It was the lamppost. If there wasn't that darn lamppost, then those balloons would have been fine. Uh, (laughs) They hit a lamppost, and balloon debris hit a bystander, fracturing her skull and leaving her in a coma for a month. Dude, right? Like, I feel bad for laughing at the start of this. That's that's rough. Uh, Standard for the size of balloons was changed to make them smaller from that. Yeah. And in 2005, part of the M&M's balloon hit a streetlight in Times Square and injured two girls all right so i think the common denominator here is lights Lights. get the lights out of new york and then the parade will be safe
0: no more lights no more traffic lights lights in new york city not allowed (laughs) um (laughs) no but like that it it's a thing i i was as i was reading more of like now they go down the parade route and like the morning of because they'll be obviously the parade route's blocked for mm-hmm. like traveling and whatever. So they'll literally take down streetlights.
1: That's insane.
0: And like move things so that things aren't in the way. It's crazy. Wow. Um, and I was talking to one of my friends about like, it's not necessarily theme park related, but we're gonna talk about Macy's. And he was like, "Bullshit, it's not theme park related because I remembered that universal holiday parade featuring Macy's happens every year. Um, so mm-hmm. since 2002, Universal Studios in Florida, uh, which is owned by NBC has brought to life the holiday parade in partnership with Macy's. This parade goes through New York, the New York section of the park, and also features features giant balloons, like you would see in the real Thanksgiving Day parade. The parade is performed daily and invites guests to be balloon handlers. Now I'm wondering if they also have the restriction of 120 pounds because those balloons aren't as huge mm-hmm. as as the ones that you see in New York, but they're still pretty big
1: probably and we talked about that recently right like they still have the balloons this year you can just walk under them
0: yeah so that's pretty cool it's it's they set up in their sound stage um they set up all of the balloons that they usually have and they have some iconic ones that they they bring out every year so they set up in one of their sound stages that you can do like picture photo ops and like I think there's a like a little food concession place that's like spirit of the holidays kind of stuff um so it's it's even more of a other than like actually carrying the balloon and getting to participate it's more of a like a in-person hands-on kind of thing because you can get closer
1: up to these balloons which is which is really magical I think that's very cool Um, Um, so how's the parade changing in 2020?
0: Yeah. So this year's spectacle will be made specifically for television, encouraging those to enjoy their festivities from the, their homes. Instead of the two mile long parade route, the balloons will be traveling along a runway for more of a camera appearance. Oh, by the way, two mile long is like how long the parade is. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, that is how many things are in the parade. It's real big. Um, but the balloons will be traveling along more of like a runway for like a camera appearance. I believe it's happening in times square, but I can't, I don't quote me on that. I know that I think they will still pass in front of the Herald 34th, um, the Herald square store. Um, but the classic horde of people dragging the balloons is going to be replaced with specialized vehicles to anchor the balloons as they fly by.
1: I'm sure it's just
0: more of those balloons or the vehicles that we talked about. No. Um, they, the floats will still be there dressed up, but there will probably be no one on them. It'll just be the fancy schmancy floats of the year. And um, like I mentioned that we know which casts are performing, but even casts of musicals were spotted in the square pre-recording their, their performances, which is kind of crazy to just be like walking through Times Square where Hamil- the theater that plays Hamilton is and just seeing the cast of Hamilton chilling outside yeah performing whatever they were performing. I'm sure it's it was um I'm I'm be- I'm willing to bet it was it's the Schuyler sisters or something. Like something yeah. that's upbeat and fun and
1: for sure. And
0: whatever. Um but yeah, the participation of the sh- the parade is cut to cut by about 75% wow. from normal. So
1: even that's still an enormous number. Yeah, if you really think about it, but um,
0: and no one from outside of the New York tri-state area is is invited to participate. Because that's the other thing is, if you work at Macy's, every year you are invited to participate in the parade. Like that's mm-hmm. just a thing that's that's an offer. Um, but I think the the really cool part about this year is that um, they're trying to highlight people from events that had been canceled during this year. So mm-hmm. like all of the other. New York classic parades they've invited those things so the the St. Patrick's Day Parade the West Indian Day Parade the Puerto Rican Parade and the Pride Parade and the Mermaid Parade which I didn't know was a thing until today so like sign me up I'm a mermaid <laughs> I awesome. learned I then so I mentioned this to Clara and and for all of you who are new to the podcast you know that I am a I am a real life mermaid with everlasting characters and events um I, we learned she told me that there is a Miss Mermaid for every state, So the two of us were like, "Who is the Miss Mermaid for New Hampshire?
1: That's so how do I
0: become Miss Mermaid of New Hampshire?
1: <laughs> I'd never heard of that. Yeah, so so this makes me think we're this is not gonna be the last huge event like this that's canceled for the year. Um, New York Rock and Eve is also gonna be canceled this year, yeah, most likely. I which sucks, but like I guess that do? gives us another opportunity to dive into the history. So y'all know what we're doing the week of New Year's.
0: <laughs> I actually think that's the only week we don't have a thing planned.
1: Yeah, I guess New Year's Rock and Eve is what we're doing.
0: Can't wait. Um
1: that's yeah, that's really sad though. You know, it's what a year. I, yeah. I hope we I hope things get better in 2021. I really do. I so can start, you know, getting back out there and doing fun stuff again.
0: Yeah, I just I know the thing the fun thing is going to be once once things are back to not normal but regular is mm-hmm. what I like to call it of like things can happen again. Um things are going to be bigger and better and it's just it's just going to be Oh yeah. It's going to be great. Um mm-hmm. so like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, it's just it's just so great it's so wholesome and and lovely and i'm sure there will be with this year they'll be showing a lot of past footage too of just like reminiscing about it um and its history because it's it's i think i read it was the 162nd anniversary of the first macy's store ever wow yeah so crazy mm-hmm just a lot of stuff going on so uh even though we can't like actually like go see the macy's thanksgiving day parade which i would love to see in person at one point everybody yeah. says like it's one thing that you should do before you die it's like a bucket list item it's like the same thing with like new year's eve in, in new york
1: mm-hmm. well now i will definitely make it a priority to go to those since i don't have the option this right year. now
0: um but <laughs> in is and i just wanted to know ben if you had any like holiday traditions like either thanksgiving or even christmas i guess that that you do
1: other than just eating food yeah i mean just meeting up with family we used to have a big old family christmas party um <laughs> but my my aunts my aunt that just that hosted it just moved to a smaller location so we don't really have a get together anymore uh but that was really the only one we'd ha- always have like the Gagdon family christmas party and all the the 27 first cousins and or 24 first cousins and then uh, the great grandkids and the aunts and uncles would get together as wicked packed house and
0: wait. How many first cousins do you have?
1: 20, 24 first cousins. <laughs> just yeah. on my mom said. That's uh. just,
0: just. Oh well, I guess your mom has. There's four of you, so I guess to yeah. start, there's many of you with your with your life. Um, yeah. I have. Do you want to know how many first cousins I have, been? How many? I would like you to guess.
1: Is it under ten? Yes. Is it? five it's two two
0: (laughs) i have two first cousins and i don't even i don't even typically see them on a holiday celebration like never have we ever spent time on christmas day with with my first cousins we usually do your your christmas eve with them
1: that's funny Um, but yeah i mean we'd always have um people would bring food and we'd have like a potluck and then we'd have a yankee swap and then they'd watch the the football game whenever it was because like it wasn't christmas day it was sometime in december mm-hmm. um, but we always have it on a sunday so i'd retreat with my cousins into the basement and we just hang out and while the uncles and aunts Scream talked about, about football. things that we didn't want to talk about like politics
0: <laughs> did, did you have did you have like a game that your family always played was there like a thing know. that you played when you were growing up? Because I remember when I was younger, it was always um, like Murder and Detective. We would play. Really? we would like play that game where it was like, it's an improv game, really. But it's like when you when you all pull like a straw, and it's like whoever is the shortest straw is like the murderer, and like mm. the other one is a detective, and they walk. The detective walks out of the room, they poke somebody. Did you god, ever play this funny. game? Oh my no. god, it's such a stupid game, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean so the only like thing i have close to that is my cousin and i would run into the basement and play my cousin my other cousin's uh old playstation one and he had space invaders on it hell so yeah space Invaders. Um, and then other than that we'd basically like if it was christmas time we would play like whatever we got for that and then new year's we would always go down to my neighbors and play charades for dummies
0: <laughs> charades for dummies yep uh i love that Great and fame. then and speaking of of Christmas. I haven't actually seen anything about this yet, but we'll tie it back into, into the theme park world. Do you watch the Disney Christmas holiday parade?
1: If I knew it was a thing, I absolutely would watch it. And now I'm going to watch it this year. You didn't know never, it was a thing. I never heard of that before.
0: Okay. So the Christmas holiday parade is like, it's like Disney's Christmas holiday spectacular or some, some stupid name for it. Um, And it consists of like a couple different musical performances. And then they show their Christmas parade. And when I was down there working, they had, um, like, for example, if you lived down in Florida for the holiday tapings, you could reserve tickets and just get a couple free tickets to go watch the holiday tapings. Like, if you were like, Becca, I'm wow. going to be down this weekend, I'd be like, good good news, I'm in It's holiday taping. Want to come see Brett Eldridge or something? <laughs> like, that was who was down there at the time. <laughs> Megan Trainor was down there when we when I was there and I could hear rehearsals and the the caveat of doing the holiday, the holiday recording is that like, it's early in the morning. So you have to be there at like, it's like nine to two or something. Mm
1: -hmm. And they
0: do the same song over and over and over and over and over and over again. So they have a bunch of different takes so that they can splice together for the thing. But the the holiday still (laughs) great secret tip. If you didn't know listening to this podcast, the, the Disney holiday celebration, on Christmas Day um is recorded sometime in November. <laughs> it's or not live. It. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, holiday parades like the on both Christmas and Thanksgiving is like it's like a huge tradition of ours is like the holiday parades. Um so That's awesome.
1: I-, I gotta watch them more.
0: You should. And it's easy to find. You can stream them usually. Mm-hmm. I- I'm willing to bet that Disney Plus will have something going on. Yeah.
1: And I usually I tune in for um New Year's in Times Square, but that's mm-hmm. that's the only really like holiday thing I watch.
0: That's the ball drop. You gotta. Yeah.
1: I mean you gotta watch the ball drop.
0: Mm-hmm. If I
1: can't, like if I'm out, then I just I'm out. But
0: <laughs> my my <laughs> thing about it is like no matter where I've ever been for New Year's Eve, even if like even if I am doing other things and we're not watching New Year's Rock and Eve, we will stop like the minute before midnight to be like, mm-hmm. we got to watch the ball drop. You got to do it. Yeah.
1: So growing up, we always just have it going on in the background and then we're like, Oh, it's time. And then it's okay. It's bedtime. Fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. I remember, uh, my favorite new year's Eve was my, was it my sophomore year of college? We, we were all of course not on campus, but a couple of our friends had an apartment off campus. So we drove up on new year's Eve to go to, um, their apartment and it was the best new year's eve because it was just like we jokingly said the loyals of like like you would have you would have you know your department parties and there would be everybody in your department there but yeah. there but it was like the people that you hung out with all the time outside of those parties and it was so fun and we that was the year that Mariah Carey was not a cool dude <laughs> do you remember when she was like she like threw a fit in the middle of the new year's eve
1: Oh my God! Do you remember that?
0: You're welcome. I've just reminded you. Thank, you. Thank um, you so much. So that was that was that year. It was, and then a day <laughs> later, I went to Ireland for three weeks, which is also great.
1: But... Nice. That's definitely on my bucket list as well.
0: Ireland is gotta go see
1: one of my homelands. I one
0: suppose. of them. Um, so Irish,
1: French, Canadian, Native American. So I've
0: our our seen lovely. One of them every day, but. <laughs> our lovely listeners, we just have. Uh couple couple things for you to do um so firstly thank you guys for listening and Mm -hmm. if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast please subscribe to the podcast and share whatever post that you see from us it really helps word of mouth and if you are listening on apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rate and a review and tell us what is your favorite float or balloon throughout the years of the parade and after this thursday tell us which one was your favorite from this year
1: I will I also know. be telling you what my favorite was for the first time. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, and then after that, go visit us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash q to um, q where we have tons of bonus content for you. You can subscribe for as little as $1. Yeah. And you can get merch, you can get content, you can get polls, awesome stuff. Uh, other than that, you heard our ads earlier, and uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just, what else you got? I'm forgetting. That's all
0: we got, I think. Um, I think that's all we got. So, yeah. We will.
1: Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Talk
0: to you guys next time. Bye bye.